On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk about abundance versus scarcity mindsets and how they impact our mental health. We also discuss reality testing and how we can use it to manage our negative thoughts. Episodes drop on Spotify on Monday and on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on YouTube. And welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Zoe Schwartz. Hello. And that's it. That's it. That's all we need. That's all we need. All right, cool. Let's do it. So um, I, we were talking a little bit on the way here about scarcity mindset and about abundance mindset. Um, yes, yes. We were talking uh, a lot. Let's we were talking honest. a lot. We were talking a lot. And I think it's something that, um, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, no, you're all good. Um, we're having a little bit of problems with the video, but that's totally fine because the conversation's still there. Just listen. We're it's great. It's podcast, so. It's podcast. Find it on Spotify. Um, abundance mindset, scarcity mindset. Scarcity, perfect example. We yes. are we. I could be scared that the camera goes out. We're down a camera. But. We, yeah, but, or I could look at it as uh, we have an abundance of conversation. <laughs> yes, we have an abundance of voices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about abundance versus scarcity mindset because we've been talking a lot about like how the way we evaluate things impacts our mood and just sort of like I feel like that's been a theme that we've been talking about. Yeah. So yeah, we were thinking about, I was thinking about like how um, when we have a scarcity mindset it narrows our focus for sure for sure is there any chance that we just want to restart this just be cool cool never mind all right awesome so scarcity mindset everything's fine yeah we don't there's nothing going on we're not missing anything right now yeah, everything abundance of not awkward things happening yes um anyway so yeah basically just that it narrows our focus that's what i was saying and, yeah and um just thinking more so about the things that we don't have or the possibility of not having them doesn't allow us to yeah yeah like it, our perception of things impacts the way they affect us yeah and so i felt like it tied into that so like what would be an example of that for you like what's something that like maybe you you get nervous there's not enough of oh yeah well i do it with time and i think that's like something i was i heard i think that might be where i heard about it was like um when we feel like we don't have enough time for everything and we have the mentality that we're running out of time or that we're, we don't have enough time to get everything done, then we're less efficient when we're doing things Yeah, because we are, are focusing on not having enough time. And I, it sounds like a manifestation thing kind of like now. That yeah. I'm saying it. But I think it, it has a lot to do with like being open to like seeing new ways of doing things. And like yeah. when your focus narrows, you feel like your opportunities are limited. So they yeah. become limited. In that yeah. Way. Well, I, I like what you said about just thinking that something is limited and almost creating a limit by association of if you think that you don't have enough, then you're operating as if you don't have enough and almost proving to yourself the point that you don't have enough exactly yeah and that your brain functions in a way like there isn't enough and as a result that's the experience you have like yeah you're kind and it sounds like like i said it sounds like manifestation but it really is like perspective and like yeah the way you choose to evaluate things changes the way that you behave and changes the way you see your options in the world yeah definitely definitely um i i would definitely say like in reference to time like thinking that i don't have enough time makes me almost react in a way that makes more mistakes which creates less time yeah you know like i I feel like when we're like oh i'm in a rush and then you try to like move quickly then you make more mistakes and then by as a result you kind of do have less time with things absolutely yeah i've been doing that lately with like 
like when I'm working and I'm like, I need to get all this work done. But I'm like, I know that I feel way better if I stop and take a walk. And so even though it feels like I don't have time to take a walk, when I stop and take a walk, like the rest of the work feels less horrible. So I think like, do you can you think of any situations in your life where like when you think more of an like an abundant mindset, you feel the difference and like yeah. the way it works for you or the way it goes? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think that like Eve, like in regards to a lot of art and stuff, like I will think that it's my last joke was my best joke and I'm all out. My last song was my best song and I'm all out. Um, but being able to think of it in a way of I created this and I can create more is totally. is reframing it in that abundance mindset. Do you do something similarly? Yeah, totally. And I just it just made me think of like other stuff that we've been talking about when you said that. But yeah, I think I think it, it you see more opportunity when you perceive something as like a more like I was thinking about like okay say you did a joke and it didn't work yeah and you're like that joke sucks I'm done that's a shitty joke yeah. and then you're like but then you do that joke in another room or even a full set yeah and you see the difference and so that is to me that's an example of how keeping an abundant mindset or an open mindset allows you to like not evaluate one mistake as like determinant of your future yeah yeah well i mean for example like we had the 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 video come out we could the the video video went out we could easily go hey like this little part is the part i'm going to focus on but it's like there's literally an entire episode of like if you tuned out during the first three minutes because of a weird technical error then maybe this show isn't for you but if you have the ability to say like this is part of it but it's not all of it i think it allows you to to get the most potential out of something in its entirety. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think, yeah, I've, I've just been thinking a lot about the way that I evaluate things mm. and, the, and because I've been thinking about meditation and like mindfulness and they talk a lot about how like the only thing, or they, the, the things I listen to about those things yeah, yeah, seem to like touch on this idea of like the way that we evaluate things is the only thing we really have control over in the end. Yes. I've been really thinking about that a lot. And so I think that's why. Which I hate. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how good things are. It depends on my interpretation of them. Yeah. Like in one way that feels freeing, right? Yes. Yeah, because absolutely. Like nothing really matters except for the way I deal with it. But then it also feels like a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it feels like you, the 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 power to change your situation is up to you, which can make you feel like I can do this because it's up to me or I can't do this because it's up to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that makes me think about what we were talking about earlier about like when you think about any of these, I think a lot of these ideas can be tricky because mm-hmm. they can sort of sound like, oh, you're responsible for your healing. You're responsible for your unhappiness. And I think that's really dangerous when we think about yes. a lot of people have a lot of trauma, a lot of oppression, a lot of marginalization that absolutely impacts like their options and choices. But also the way that we react to things does matter. But it's different when you don't have the same options as others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that... Um you know, especially in reference to even marginalized groups is like saying that, you know, it's up to you to be happy without addressing the fact that like there's systems in place that have not allowed us to be happy is we're, we're looking at, at a symptom instead of looking at what caused the, the illness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think about that a lot as a therapist. Yeah. Honestly. yeah. So with like scarcity mindset, where's where's an area that you you think that's that there's not enough of? Or... Yeah. I, something I thought about that I think is like really relevant to what we do or just being artists and how we kind of always try to like make those connections between art and mental health. Yeah. I think like something I've been thinking about is like jealousy or yes. um, seeing other people's success as a threat to your success. Yes. And I think when you think about it through the scarcity or like abundant mindset, it's like if you see someone else's success as 
uh, like there's less like less of that achievement or less of whatever it is that you want yes. for you to now achieve, mm-hmm. then you're thinking of it like a scarcity mindset. But if you think about it like, oh, if that person who I look up to or as I see as someone I'd like to be as successful as yeah. is able to do that, that means there's that many more opportunities for me to do that. Right? Definitely. So, and I really like that because it is really easy to get down on yourself around comparing yourself, especially yeah. with something that's so variable. Like, how do you, oh, yeah. especially art. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I like that you brought up just that, that relationship to artists and jealousy, because I feel like oftentimes, like if somebody gets booked on a show, we're like, I didn't get booked on that show. And like their booking means that I didn't get booked. And instead of being like, Oh, we have a show. Mm-hmm. There's a show that I could someday be on. It's yeah. I wasn't on it this time. Yeah. And I feel like if we can if we can kind of frame it as, you know, like, oh, that person got on there. That means I could also get on there. Then mm-hmm. we can be happy for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think it's the belief that there's only so much to go around that that makes it so that way we don't really enjoy or give uh, credit to other people's success. Totally. Yeah. And I, I was reading something earlier and I think it was like saying about how when you have that mindset the people around you are more successful because if we're all thinking that like lifting each other up is part of our success, you're creating more of that space for success as a result of thinking and treating other people that way. And it just feels way better to be stoked for someone else doing great than it does to be like, "Mm, why am I not that great? You know, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a habit, right? Like I, 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 especially that you bring up that it doesn't feel good like knowing that it's not the right thing and being like but my brain still says that's that's a really difficult thing that I feel like you and I both deal with is like some people are like I don't have the answers and I'm just operating off that and we're like we have the answers and we're still operating poorly Um. (laughs) yeah it's almost like self-awareness makes it harder to sit with the things that you're not perfect at or the things you wish you could achieve or yeah yeah definitely self-aware Definitely. Um, so what about abundance mindset? What's what's somewhere where you try to to see that there's more abundance? Um, well, I think like that. Like I think just trying to to to, to switch the perception around um other people. Like I think because I think I struggle with when like when we struggle with being insecure, often comparisons come up and then jealousy comes from that. So I think trying to switch it as like maybe the reason you're jealous of somebody is because you see yourself in them mm-hmm. and instead of being jealous, you can see them as, oh, I could be that great. Like exactly. Yeah. Or well, I could do that. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's good, especially as as a as a comedian, you know, who's who's working just in the industry is is being able to to see other people's success as potential for your success instead of, you know, a, a, a failure on your part. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Zane? Oh, what about me? Uh, how about like how do you feel like scarcity mindset shows up for you, or how do you feel like you could use it more? Yeah, yeah. So for me, I guess scarcity mindset shows up a lot in, uh, I guess, beliefs about the past and thinking that things can only have been achieved in the past, and therefore there's those things are are things of the past. Therefore, they cannot be things of the future or the present. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess. Noticing that that's something that I do, um, it's something that I'm trying to reframe. So it's yeah. it's trying to believe that if that is a place I've been before, that is a place I can be again, or yeah. that is a place I there's a better place even for me. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Instead of seeing it like that happened and now it's over, it's kind of like what we were just saying. That happened, and so it could keep happening, or it could happen in new and different ways. Now that I'm exactly. growing as an artist, or yeah, yeah. yeah. But I feel like we we do the opposite because you said that that happened, it can happen again. I feel like we're almost in an abundance mindset of negative potentials mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's it's the belief that this happened it could happen again you know You're but right. 
you're right. That same man- mindset is often what makes our anxiety get the better of us, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's finding connections and being like, oh, OK, like it, I think the scarcity mindset is like I didn't have money before. I'm going to go back to not having money. And, you know, it's 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 finding patterns and, and reinforcing them in really negative ways. Totally. Well, and I think something that you just made me think of is I think also like part of being thinking expansively versus, you know, because that's how I think about it, like is sort of just being more realistic, right? Because that story that like that happened once and it's never going to happen again or that person succeeded. So I'm not, we know that's not true because we can see that in other people that it's not true. Yeah. But when we think about ourselves, we're like, oh, it is true. It's yeah. true. limited by all these things, even though other people aren't. Yeah, right? definitely. Definitely. So I think, yeah, just thinking more um, expansively like allows for so many it just it enhances our way of thinking that can like support dealing with the the rough things that don't go right yeah evaluating them in a different way yeah no i i I definitely just kind of like how you said that just about uh, evaluating them in a different way because i feel like the 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 place that we can try to come to with the scarcity mindset is is realizing that like a lot of our anxieties are coming from a place of i think there's not enough Totally. Um, and being able to reframe, reframe it in a way that we believe that it that it can be enough. I think it it opens up the potential for us to to make the moves and 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 do the things that allow us to actually have more. Totally. Yeah. Because I've heard people say like when you're negative, it narrows your focus, mm-hmm. so you literally will see less options. But yeah. when you're open, you are more likely to see more opportunities and therefore have more opportunities. So it's not like the world gets better it's like you are able to see things in a more dynamic way yeah yeah well and i was talking with a with a homie recently uh we were talking about how we both went very opposite directions um he went the i'm going to get a a job that i hate uh make a bunch of money get a wife and kids do all this stuff i said i'm going to focus on hobbies not focus on relationships and i'm going to go the opposite direction follow my dreams and we were both unhappy and that was it was very much like the problem isn't what we have or what we pursued. It's our perception of the things that we attained. Yeah. And yeah, we were talking about that earlier and I was like, what a prolific example of seeing somebody go like such a different direction than you went and being like, Oh man, maybe they made all the right decisions. Yeah. Maybe I made, and I'm sure you maybe at one point mm-hmm. or another may have thought that about one another. Yeah. And then you meet up again and you're like, Oh shit, we're both just regular people who yeah. have to figure out a way to, manage our thoughts and, and reactions. And that's the only thing that's really going to change things. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. I think realizing that, you know, he wanted to spend more time on hobbies and, and things that were, you know, centric to having friendships and following dreams. And I wanted, you know, maybe more of a, the stability of having a partner, having a kid, having a house, having a job. I hate, uh, maybe not the last part, but <laughs> you don't plan to hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Do. Yeah. Well, if you're making good money, you probably do. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break we're here on every we're here on shady pines radio every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m and pretty dope experience radio oh yeah ho 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 yeah yes indeed ho ho yes that's right smell this milk and it's New Central Time, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Smell this milk. Now on at 10 a.m. What are you doing this Sunday at 10 a.m.? <laughs> I'll tell you what you're doing. You're going to be listening 
the DJ Sack himself, and the werewolf of Shady Pines, here on Smell This Milk, on Shady Pines Radio, at 10 a.m. on Sunday. That's 10 a.m. Sunday. Smell This Milk. You're listening to Smell This Milk, here on the Shady Pines Radio Network. The werewolf of Shady Pines, and... DJ Sag himself. Smell this milk. Smell this milk now on at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings with DJ Sag and the werewolf. That's right. Shady Pines Radio now presents Smell This Milk at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Be there or be a stupid little shit. Smell this milk is not responsible for the content of this message or anything that is said by this dumb jackass. Hey, wait, what? Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the Smoke Break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, Joel Palzane, here with Zoe Schwartz. I'm Zoe. She is Zoe. <laughs> and that was actually a commercial from um, a show that plays right after us, uh, Smell This Milk. Super dope people. I actually did a show with them recently. Love them to death. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about reality testing. We are. Okay. So reality testing is something that you um, talked to me a little bit about. Um, I have paranoid delusions, something I've been talking more about, something that I've had a hard time uh, even accepting because it's like, is that my reality? I have to test that. So reality testing. Um, tell me a little bit about it and maybe we can talk about how to use it. Okay. Well, I think like where my basic understanding from it came from is like learning about like cognitive behavioral therapy, CBG, mm-hmm. which is like one of the more like widely known forms of therapy that helps sure. people understand like the connection between their thoughts, feelings, and actions. Yep. And so I feel like um, it, like for me, it's like uh Reality testing is a way to decide whether your thoughts are supportive of reality. And, and when they're not, then you can take a space between your reaction and choose to react in a way that's differently. If you realize, hey, I'm this is an old story. I'm being yes. negative. We talk a lot about like the story we tell ourselves. Yeah. So I think it's a way to test when your inner when you're in like your voice inside is telling you things that are not based in reality, how to figure out that they're not. And often they feel terrible. And that's a good way to know that maybe you could use a little reality testing. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. Um, Well, something that you had had described about, uh, you know, psychosis um so that's a it's, it's it's a scary word because just even hearing it you're just like all i heard was psycho um yeah right <laughs> but i feel like that's that's kind of where people stop with it but just the the understanding that that you gave me was was that um psychosis comes from a lack of reality testing yeah or like a lack uh, yeah a lack in that skill or like a it's a determining the difference between what you're thinking in your head and what's actually going to happen or does happen in reality and then figuring out a way to test. Yeah. 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 So I can see that being very helpful with anxiety. Totally. Um, Do you find yourself trying to reality test when you're anxious or do you find your anxiety comes from not having reality tested? I think both. Yeah. I think sometimes I'm, I'm spinning out and then what I can do sometimes in a way, the reality test that I do a lot is I will look back on something like we were kind of talking about before, look back on something from the past that like doesn't represent that like fear that I think is going to be the and be like okay well you've done something similar before what was the outcome yeah yeah and it wasn't that bad another way is like it did a bad thing did happen and the worst case scenario didn't happen even though when I'm thinking it might happen again but I don't have any ex- like examples of that you know so yeah. kind of thinking about the things you have experienced in the past and whether those thoughts have like been 
in your experience based in reality in the past, that's a good way to be like, you know what? Maybe I'm just messing with maybe myself. Maybe I'm thinking, yeah, maybe yeah. I have a little bit too much in my head. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that, you know, something I kind of stumbled across recently is that like a lot of times when we're making decisions, it's based off of, of negative experiences. And I think Absolutely. that that's a very survival based thing of like humans being like, oh, if this person ate poison berries, they died. So I don't want to eat berries maybe. Yeah. So it, it does come from like a healthy place. It comes from a place of trying to, um, trying to protect us. Mm-hmm. But I think it, starts overcorrecting and Absolutely. that's where a lot of the problems come from. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, with reality testing, what do you see kind of like the benefit being? Well, I think that it helps you come to terms more and more with the idea that your thoughts are not always based in reality yes. and yeah. that you don't always have to react to your thoughts and then greater space, <clears throat> excuse me, that you create between your thoughts and your reactions. You can sit with the feeling and decide whether that feeling is, worth reacting to or worth sitting in, you know, or is like, do I deserve to feel this way? Or is it based on a, a false thought? Yeah. A story that we've been telling ourselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I guess with like my psychosis, I've been trying to, to do a lot more reality testing. Um, and a lot of that comes with the honesty that I am in a psychosis. Um, and the thing that feels most vulnerable is also the thing that can make it feel less intense. Yeah. That's um, so a lot of times being able to just check in and say, hey, I'm feeling this way. Um, is there any way you can help me disprove this negative thought? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the thing that my friend uh, lovingly refers to it as is a, a canary in the coal mine, you know, yeah, yeah, is because my brain is basically thinking it's being gaslit while simultaneously gaslighting itself. And you need a canary to be like, there's no gas in here. Yeah. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a friend that you feel like you can, you can go to if you're maybe in an awkward or uncomfortable situation you can be like, Hey, uh, help me test my reality. Like this is what I'm perceiving. Do you see the same thing? Yeah, actually, you know what? My mom is really good at that. And I think it's also just because like I'm good at being really vulnerable with her, which we often are with the people we love the most. Yeah. But she'll often be like, um, so wait, have you looked back at the couple years, last few years of your life? Like you've done all the things you were really scared to do. And now you're over here doubting yourself about the opportunities you have. So I think someone who's known you for a long time is a good, yeah. uh, a good person to, to reality test with, obviously, if you trust them. Yeah. What about you, Zane? Who do you feel like has been helping you reality test or has in the past? Yeah. Um. So uh, I think, unfortunately, if I'm being 100% honest, I used to have uh, my partner reality test. And in moments, I think that it can be helpful, but it's like when it becomes a crutch, that's when it becomes like an overbearing, like, hey, tell me everything's fine. Hey, constantly tell me everything's fine. Tell me everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to find that same supportive space in friendships has been extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my two friends, uh, Josh Cruzan, who helped start out this show, and uh, Taylor Barrett, um, both just super good homies that... Uh, have I've always just been able to to trust, you know, like mm-hmm. our conversations come from a genuine place. Like every time I'm like, hey, is this weird? They're like, hey, I get why you think that, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think being able to have somebody that you can you can check in with is is extremely important. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And then like ideally, I think the goal is like to be able to develop a voice inside your yes. own head 
that helps you reality test. I don't think it's something that we should necessarily expect to be able to do right away. And especially God, no. if you suffer, if you like have something that causes more of those types of thoughts going on with Definitely. you. Definitely. But Definitely. I do think that it ideally, because one of the things I read when I was like learning, you know, about cognitive behavioral therapy is like, what would a friend say to you? Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's kind of a cliche thing, but it, it's yeah. a good reality. It's a really good reality test sometimes because then you're sometimes you're able to be like, yo, my friend would not say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. For real. It'd be like, everyone's out to get you. And you're yeah. just like, that's, that's not a helpful friend. Even yeah. if that is what your friend would say, you either need new friends, you either need to change your mindset or get new friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I definitely think that that being able to to try to reality tests based off of different people is 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 something that's because reality is such a it's such an interesting thing because everyone has their own perceptions and what could be true for one person might only be true because of their past experiences. True. You know, true. like it's not not true. It's just true for them. Totally. I think that's a good example. And I think that ties into what we were talking about before. We're like, these things don't exist in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Like people have trauma and other really impactful things that have happened to them that also impact their ability to tell the difference between reality. And also some people's reality is a lot more fucked up than other people's are. Yeah, a really traumatic childhood. You might reality for you might be some really hard things that maybe yeah. aren't happening now but they were exactly reality exactly yeah. and so it's tricky because it's like yeah we're addressing these things on a like a more personal basis but the, it's more complicated than that and, it, and yeah. it's, it's easy to like dismiss people's experiences when you just look at it through one lens yeah you see that they're seeing it and you see that it's not the case but you're not trying to understand why they are seeing it that way. Exactly. And that's actually something that I feel like we've talked about, Zane. Like mm-hmm. part, like we, me and Zane talked about, how can I be helpful when you're experiencing yes. this? Which is, hot tip, a really great conversation to have with friends who struggle with any anything. Definitely. How can I help you when you're struggling? So, yeah. Because when you're struggling, you're probably not going to be able to say, hey, you know what really helps me when I'm having a panic attack? Yeah, you know? definitely. But no. if we have that conversation now, when exactly. it happens, I can be like, oh, this is the thing that's happened. And Zane, same thing with me. Yep. Like, I feel like a huge imposter when I do new things and that's why I act like a weirdo and things like I got you. I trust you. You'll get better when you feel like less of a weirdo. And then yeah. I start feeling like less of a weirdo. But I think that <laughs> it, it goes to that. How can I be supportive? You know, yes. because it's it's we see somebody struggling and I think our initial reaction is to to try to uh, resolve that in a way that would resolve it for us. Mm-hmm. But being able to check in early and just be like, hey, like when you're feeling like this, what is the thing that makes you feel supportive? And, and I like what you said also about doing that before you're in crisis. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, like you said, when we are in that moment, it just feels like that moment. And I couldn't tell you what I need in that moment, but maybe even checking in before that is. Yeah. And that's another way, like practicing the skills that we have that help us regulate Mm -hmm. when we're not triggered and when we're not in our like uh, fight or flight brain is how those things become more accessible when we do need them, when we are in a panic. So yeah, practicing talking to your friends about the things you struggle with when you're not necessarily in the moment. Yeah. Then I'm going to remember that. And you're going to remember, Oh, Zoe's a safe person to talk to about this. Exactly. Cause I already talked to her about it. So. Yeah. 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 So you're looking out for yourself in that way too, Zane. So I want to give you props. Like, hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But I think it's also looking out for the people around us because True. sometimes we feel powerless because we want to help. We don't know how to help. And now we feel like our friends struggling and word of no use. True. True. So I think it, it allows people to, to know in those situations, what is the thing that they can do totally and don't you feel like so much more effective because have you ever tried to like someone ever have you ever been with someone in a bad situation and Mm -hmm. you did the fucking wrong thing or you said the wrong thing 
like you need a hug and they're like no i want to freak out because you just hugged me yeah or like whatever it is absolutely yeah. no that's that, that's the the perfect example is because um i had a partner i had mentioned it maybe a couple times before but i would get anxious and she would say when i feel anxious i want to hug and then she would hug me and I <laughs> feel anxious yeah. and don't want to hug yeah. even before I feel anxious. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm super yeah. fucking anxious, yeah. but it's coming from a place of that person trying to help, not understanding what I need to, in order to feel helped. Right. But also part of like part of managing your mental health is being able to, when you can mm -hmm. being able to set boundaries, which is kind of a boundary in some ways to say, Hey, when this happens, this is what I need from you. It really is a boundary, even though yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that before. So, but you, that's a skill that you, you can use to not only help your friends be better for you, but also your friends feel less distressed when exactly. they may upset you in a way that they don't understand. Well, right I mean, away. we're handing people a book and being like, hey, when this happens, this is what you do. And yeah. like, we don't really have books for people. Totally. Not at all. Like, we don't even have books mm -hmm. for our brain. We don't even have books for us, let alone books about us for other people. Not so we do, but you have to like go to college and pay for them. <laughs> Boring. That information is gatekept a lot of the time. No shit though. Yeah, no, but I think that's, I think it's a, uh, it's really cool that you are able to do that. And I felt like I, yeah, because then it's, because then also if, if I do it wrong next time, yeah, the conversation that we need to potentially have about how it went wrong is going to be a lot less uncomfortable for both of us. Right. For sure. For sure. I, and I think it, it it's the reason that is, is because it started from a place of this is what I think would help. And if I was even wrong about that, of what I thought was going to help, then at least we started from a place of like, we know where to build from, you know, we're not starting at like, what would be helpful? Uh, we're at, I thought this was helpful. It wasn't. Let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me think about how like we're like in relationships, we both have responsibility to ask for, for what we need. And then also to ask like, you know, when you're like, do you have space for this? Mm -hmm. I need to work on that more. But, yeah. Yeah, no, but I, these are like examples of how we there's a give and take in relationships that allows conflict to not disrupt everything so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I really, I really appreciate you even bringing up reality testing because that's something that I, I really want to make sure that I'm doing more of, um, just going forward. Uh, but if you could give us maybe one, one little tip about, uh, reality testing. I think my, the tip I want to give is like, just even just thinking about you as my friend Zane is like, sure. have empathy for yourself that it is a challenge because the thing I've, the biggest thing I've learned with my mental health is, having empathy for yourself that everything isn't as easy as it need, you want it to be or that you see it could be. Yeah. So like be gentle with yourself on the journey when it isn't working. Yeah. You're more likely to stay in a more abundant mindset. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Tied it back. <laughs> and then see that there are other options or that it doesn't always have to be that way or yeah. that you can talk to the person again. Yeah. And yeah. you can, and you can prove yourself right about the times that it did go right yeah so i think my i think overall for mental health is like be compassionate to yourself about where you are on the journey and, and then, you'll have more opportunity to keep practicing otherwise you'll narrow your focus and stop trying so perfect perfect <laughs> all right we're gonna take a real quick commercial break we will be right back with the smoke break we're on shady pines radio every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m as well as pretty dope experience radio hey are you prog curious have you ever you know, wondered what that would feel like? Just, you know, wanted to explore a little bit, you know? Um, have you ever wanted to you know, hold on to that or, you know, be touched there? Or just kind of wonder, I wonder if I would like that. Well... 
You can tune in to the Prague Hour here on Shady Pines Radio on Tuesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. And um, you can explore your Prague curiosities in a safe and nurturing environment with your host, Reagan Lindy. Welcome back to the smoke break. That was that was a commercial. I'm your host, your old pal Zane. Here with Zoe Schwartz. I'm Zoe Schwartz. <laughs> We're trying new commercials, uh, and we are listening to them as they play. So that was also weird for us. The first one felt like Barry White was like talking sexy, and then that yeah. one felt like I was like having a bad dream or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was very much. He, he said safe and nurturing. I did not feel that. There was so nothing safe and nurturing about the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the the show is probably great. Yeah. Hear me out. Uh, <laughs> we just like to, you know. Yeah, we like joke around. Yeah. And speaking of joking around. <laughs> Look at that. God, we're good at these transitions. Oh, Welcome to the joke break. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not. Just like jokes. And this week we are asking the question from the game. Let's get real, bro. What's one contradiction that lives inside of you? Ooh. Holy shit. Do you have anything coming up yet? Uh, a contradiction that lives inside me. Um, I would say my belief uh, to that I can have success. Um, yeah. I believe that I can't have success, even though a lot of things have contradicted that belief. Yeah. 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 Okay. So how do you feel like you navigate that contradiction? Mm. Uh, well, I don't feel like I've been navigating it properly, but I feel like reality testing would probably be the thing that would help me navigate that is, yeah. I think that oftentimes we have contradictions inside of us, but because we're not, questioning why it's a contradicting idea. Mm -hmm. I think that's what allows it to exist continually as a contradiction. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I think what came up for me is like, uh, I, I feel like I'm like, I'm going to tie it into something I've talked about before, but I feel like, Do like it. what came up for me is like, uh, like your, uh, like, the contradiction between like what I've know I've educated myself about and what I know about the world mm. and about the way that I want to understand the world. And then what I was taught about the world and yeah. how those like sort those become sort of like your implicit thoughts and feelings and actions. Like we all have internalized racism, homophobia, yep. all the things, fat phobia and how, how like what I know now on like in the working mind, how it interacts with that older, those older messages. Yeah. That's where I notice a contradiction a lot. Like I'll say something to myself and then I'll be like, what the fuck is that about? Right. I don't believe that anymore. Right. Right. Well, and even just realizing that there, there are those contradictions between the way that we've been taught to see the world and the way that we may see the world now. Um, totally. Because yeah, there's, there's definitely ways that we can grow, but um, just even being able to just address that, like there's a difference, you know, Absolutely. like understanding that like, this is what I believe and this is what I've been taught to believe. So much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's like something I just thought about too, is like people that are raised with like, um, like belief systems that are like say a religion or something like that. That's yeah. really like all encompassing and is like your full belief system. Mm -hmm. And then often people who are religious grow up and like realize that that's not the way the world works. Yeah. But that, that truth or that story that they learned as a young person is still really rooted in them and like a sense of guilt or like shame yeah. or like things like that. And so I think, I think that's a, like a way I think about it shows up a lot in our yeah. culture. What do you think the, uh, the biggest hurdle is with those contradictions when you realize that the things that you've been taught mm -hmm. and the things that you understand now are different? For me, it's like, why can't I 
act on the thing that I know because often the other stuff is rooted in trauma. So yeah. I think that's why it's hard. It's like, it's like, yeah, I know that this is like reality or this is the truth and this is a misinformation I was given, but I was given that misinformation traumatized me as a child in different ways or as a young person. And now I carry those wounds with me. And so I will act in a way that I don't believe in. And that makes, and like we were, I think we were talking about this, like almost like being self-aware makes it harder yes, sometimes when you're growing. Definitely. You're like, Why am I not the thing that I want to be or that I know I can, I can be? be. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean the, the analogy that I like to use is just like realizing you're on fire is not the last step, yeah. right? If you realize you're on fire, that's the first step. The second step is putting out the fire. And the mm -hmm. thing that can be very frustrating is realizing you're on fire, knowing where the water is, knowing, you know, all the things, all the steps that you need to take and still having difficulty taking them. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. I wonder for you, Zane, how do you feel like, like, what do you feel like the biggest contradiction is for you that you struggle with? Like, versus yeah internally that you feel like like you or maybe in your life right now can you think of anything yeah or? yeah um the biggest contradiction so i would say one of the the bigger ones that i've been dealing with recently is trying to understand that the people who care about me are also the people who i perceive as not caring about me mm. that's a really hard one um so recently i've been dealing with paranoid delusions and i've been trying to talk them through with friends and a lot of times I realized one of the biggest problems with these delusions is that the bipolar goes with it. So I'm not only having an, let's, for lack of a better word, an insane thought, but I'm having a very uh, extreme mood backing it. So I not only think incorrectly, but I'm reacting elevated or yeah. exactly or really or really low too, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I was talking with my friends and they're just like, why do you think these things about it? And like, I, these are two of my homies, Josh and Taylor, yeah. my canaries in the coal mine. <laughs> they, I literally watched, sorry guys. I literally watched both of these two people cry Yeah, because they're just like, why are you thinking so negatively about us when you have nothing to back that? Yeah, And that's where it becomes even more confusing is like, there is nothing to back that, but I am very much convinced that these people are trying to hurt me. Yeah. I'm convinced that they're not really my friends. I'm convinced that they're saying things, uh, you know, in sly ways. Mm -hmm. So that's really been a difficult for me, been difficult for me because I have had a lot of relationships that have proven not to be toxic, but because of the contradicting belief that backed by trauma often. I was just going to say, yeah, that that, you know, um, people who are kind to you are setting up to be unkind and, and building a case or blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a really hard one, especially just seeing two people who I care about cry who don't usually seeing them react in a way where it's just like my brain is telling me these people are out to get me but I also know that there's no way they could be reacting to like this in a fake way. Yeah, yeah, that's really that's a lot to sit with. That's a lot that's a lot of contradictions and I think that's like a really good example of, <laughs> I know. of the contradictions. <laughs> yeah, but I also think the fact that you are talking to people about it. Yeah. And like even though it doesn't feel great while you're doing it. Yeah. Like I think that's something I've learned about growth is like Often when you're growing the most is when you feel the worst. And then you're, and there's like, no wonder people avoid going to therapy or yeah. through their trauma. Yeah. It often feels way worse first before it feels better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I think that, you know, just communicating through those contradictions, you know, or even like once we've questioned and understand that it is a contradiction, then it becomes our job to, to check in and be like, mm -hmm. okay, 
if this isn't true in reality check with, you know, am I thinking this because I've always thought this? Am I thinking this because it's backed by something? Um, am I thinking this because I want to think negatively of other people thinking about me? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I, I think that, you know, a lot, a lot of times with those contradictions, it's finding out, okay, where do I go from here? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so uh, a contradiction that, that shows up when you notice yourself having a contradiction, um, are you upset? that there's the that's that you know better yeah sometimes actually and you know it just made me think about how we talked about earlier about how like people will often reflect to me that they can see that my confidence doesn't match my skill level mm, and yeah like, that's and a that's, good one that's something that i'm like if it feels really good to be seen it also feels really good to know that i am wrong yeah yeah it's a good time to be wrong because <laughs> yeah, it's basically people saying yo you're wrong you're better at that than you think you exactly, are exactly exactly i beat myself up because i'm like why am i still not believing in myself when other people are like yo you're good at this why are you, you know? yeah so well, I think it's kind of like what you're saying it's like being self so self-aware almost makes you beat yourself up more for having the challenge because you're like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's especially cause we're both coming from like mental health backgrounds of, of you being a, you being a therapist, me being a mentor and, and knowing better, but not being able to do better. It feels like. Yeah. Talk about imposter syndrome. Talk about imposter syndrome. Check out our other episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, it, it's hard, but, yeah. it's, but it means you're growing. So yeah. That's yeah. It. So what's what's a contradiction that you you feel like you've uh, taken steps on? We won't say conquered because that can be like I don't feel like I've conquered shit. But what's a mm. a, a contradiction that you feel like you've taken steps on um, realizing and moving away from? Yeah, this is something I was thinking of. Is like with like I have, I have like struggled with like body image and like dieting and all mm. sorts of things in my whole life, and I feel like. Um, something that I've done, which almost is like reality testing now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. is like wearing things that I thought I couldn't wear. But yeah. I'd see other people wearing them that had similar bodies to me. And I'd be like, they look great in it, but I can't wear that. Yeah. That's not okay for me to wear. Nobody, you know, I won't feel good in that, whatever. And I almost like forced myself to get out of some of the things that made me feel self-conscious. And this is like at the end of a journey of a lot of other work, but this is a superficial way to talk about it. Just forcing myself to wear the thing or whatever i now feel less uncomfortable yeah like, i feel more comfortable in my body because i pushed through the story that like i don't look good in this even though everybody else does or like yeah. whatever dumb thing we do like that. well it, i i like that the just the contradicting idea that like these things can apply to other people but not to us yeah because totally. i feel like oftentimes we see somebody and we're like yeah well it worked out for them but that's because it's them mm -hmm. you know yeah. it's it's yeah, they look good in it, but I couldn't look good in it. Yeah, they did it, but I don't think I could. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely a tricky one, especially because it's it's navigating the the contradicting idea of thinking that it can't happen, but also seeing that it can. Yeah, yeah, and it can be like dis as disarming as it can be like validating, right? Mm -hmm. And empowering. Yeah, yeah, because on one hand, you're like, why am I so? Why is one part of me so disconnected from the other part of me or reality or whatever? You know, like one part of me knows this and the other part of me can't do it, you know? Yeah. But like I said, I think the fact that you can distinguish how different those two things are is a sign that you're growing to a place where you're yeah. not going to react to that as often. Or yeah. It's going to become less true over time. Yeah. And and that's something that you had, you had talked about a little bit earlier was just, you know, um, yeah, like re reaffirming that and, and how it can be empowering because, yeah, a lot of times we can, we can be disarmed by the things... <laughs> Taylor had said it, and I feel like he'd said it best, uh, was that like the things that can help have an equal potential to harm. Yes. 
And good point. Yeah, I know. He's, he's fucking smarter than all of us. I don't even know. Yeah, Taylor, come back. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I I think that that's that's with with gaining information, especially with with us. Sometimes we're just like, oh, I I know too much and I can't do anything about it. But it's like realizing that knowing anything about it is usually more than most people have even tried to do. Yeah. So if if you realize there's a problem and you haven't figured out how to fix it yet, you are ahead of somebody who doesn't even realize a problem or realizes there are problems and is intentionally not fixing it. Exactly. Sometimes being self-aware isn't more fun, but it's more uh, beneficial in the long run. But the process, there's reasons why people avoid things. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. uncomfortable sometimes. But yeah, yeah. The longer but- you avoid something... Well, like you had said, like you had said about just like reality testing and being like, okay, so if I feel this way about myself, maybe I need to put myself in a situation to prove that wrong. Yep. Um, I think with contradictions, it's it's about proving them wrong. It's mm-hmm. about it's about finding situations where that's not true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just it, doing it with intention, I feel like is yeah. is really sometimes we stumble across situations uh, where you know we're like. For example, I'd done my uh, comedy. Sh- I'd done comedy on my birthday, right? And I was just like, "God, I suck at this. I'm gonna fucking quit as soon as I'm done with this set. Like, I'm I'm just done." And I all I could think about was how I was no good at it and how it wasn't meant for me. And then literally, I go up on stage, kill it for like fucking ten minutes. My friends are like, "Yo, I haven't been so proud of you since fucking blah." blah you know what I mean? And I'm literally everything is proving that wrong. And that was a situation I stumbled upon, but like I think that's a situation that I could have created mm-hmm. and and reinforced uh, more positive thoughts. Yeah. Well, and now you can, but also now you can look back on it like you just Mm -hmm. did right now and say, yeah, like in that moment, I made that harder for myself. Yeah. But now I can look back and say, you know what? (laughs) Next time I could probably go into it and say, hey, remember when the thing that you thought was going to suck was really fucking awesome? Yeah. Maybe that could happen again. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's perfect. That's perfect. All right. We're going to take one more quick commercial break. We are the Smoke Break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Leif. It's Anna. And we have a show for you called The Outhouse that happens every Sunday, 7 to 8 Pacific Standard Time on Shady Vines Radio. It sure does. We got a lot of country music. We got a lot of shit talk. Lots of shit talk. So come on down. Treat it like it's your church. Every Sunday, we're here for you. Amen. See y'all there. And we are back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Zoe Schwartz. I don't even know. It wasn't a weed pen, I promise. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, what are you excited for? This is this is always the, the tricky part, but I, I, I feel like I learned so much about people with this question. I, know. I, I was When I said I don't even know, instead of saying, hi, I'm Zoe, what I was thinking was, I don't know what I'm excited for. You don't know what you're excited for. I mean, for. I think I'm excited. I am excited for... Ooh, trying to continue practicing riding the wave. Like, I feel like mm. that's been my my motto lately. And a lot, honestly, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, like, totally, you know, it's weird how that works. Like, we talk Probably about Probably a things. coincidence. We maybe talk about the things we are interested in. I'm <laughs> sorry. Hopefully you guys like it, too. Uh, I think you hopefully. But, uh, but yeah. You but do. I, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Anti-imposter syndrome. You like it. You like oh it very goodness. much. <laughs> the, hip, the hypnotizing. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Riding the wave. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, I think I rode the wave away from the thought. Hey, well, I mean, you rode the wave. I rode the tangent. That's what I do a lot, guys. Anyway. But, yeah, I think for me, I'm excited to continue practicing 
um, not like not evaluating my struggles with mental health or anxiety as I'm not okay. Like I, I think that I've been doing that a lot lately, like having some challenges and then beating myself up for the challenges. Mm -hmm. And so the way I'm thinking about my challenges as I'm trying to think about it as riding the wave. So I've been trying to practice like meditating more. Okay. And I've been trying to practice deep breathing more. Sure, sure. Because if I'm going to be a therapist, I should probably practice what I preach because it works. That's why I decided to help people do it. Yeah. <laughs> Not no. all of it, but some of it, right? Yeah, Not absolutely. A lot of things do work that we do. So. Yeah. So you you brought up meditation. Mm -hmm. um, so what's your meditation practice? Do you do it on your own? Do you have a set schedule? Do you do guided meditations? I do guided meditations because I have ADHD. I, and I do too. Voice in my head does not shut up. <laughs> so I gotta listen to someone else's if I want to not listen to it anymore. Yeah. So I do guided ones, and I I really like the self compassion guided meditations. Yes. Um, because part of them is like uh, acceptance, sitting with the feelings, like uh being like making space for the way you're feeling, and then also. Also, a part of the self-compassion that I've learned about or the ways to be self-compassionate are to acknowledge that your suffering is like universal or that you're yes. not alone in your suffering. Yes. And I think when we're sad, depressed, anxious, we get really self-centered as a way of coping. And as a result, we lose perspective. So I think I like self-compassion because one, it lets you sit with the fact that you feel yucky and just not like not make it worse. Yeah. And then also, uh, it teaches you how to be kind to yourself, offer yourself the thing that maybe you wish someone else could give you in that moment. Yeah. And then also to not be so isolated in your feeling and to remember that you're not the only person suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, um, oftentimes when we, when we think about that, like we're not the only person suffering, we do it to such an extreme that we're like, because it's not the worst, it's not bad. And that is very destructive. Um, but True. I think realizing that, you know, this is bad and somebody's situation is also bad is is more validating than thinking somebody else's is worse. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's almost like comparison in a, in a more healthy way yeah. where it's not you're not comparing your trauma and being like, well, somebody has it worse. You're saying somebody probably has it the same and is also struggling. Yeah. It's, and it's the idea that I'm not alone, because yeah. I think like when we feel the worst is when we're like, I'm the only one that's going through is everybody else is happy and I'm suffering or everybody mm. else is in a happy relationship and I'm not, you know, and it's like, yep. but if you, the truth is like, there are lots of other people that are going through what you're going through. And if you remind yourself of that, yeah, ideally you can sit with what's going on and not feel like it's the end of the world as much. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's, I think that's really cool. And you know, a lot of times I like that you said as being a therapist and asking people to do that. The thing that I hate about bosses is bosses that ask you to do things that they do not do themselves or yeah. do not understand what they're asking you to do. Mm -hmm. If you tell me to go clean the toilet, I'll clean the toilet. But I need you to understand that cleaning the toilet sucks. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind doing it, but I need you to know what you're asking of me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and I think like that kind of ties into like not the toilet part necessarily, but... <laughs> I would like to see how it does. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we can find a way. Let's practice. <laughs> no, but I think like, well, I guess I don't know what I think, but I want to know you, Zane. I want to know what you're excited about. <laughs> you like how I switched that up? On you did. You did. Well done. Well done. Um, yeah. What am I excited for? Let's see. I would say that I'm excited for, honestly, probably reality testing. Let's, I mean, yeah. I, I really enjoy this show, um, but I feel like this is like an actionable step that I can take with me. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, that intentionally trying to disprove things uh, is, is more effective than intentionally trying to prove them. True. Um, I feel like a lot of the times when with reality testing, my my disconnect comes from either this person's trying to hurt me or I'm crazy. 
And neither of those answers are good. No, yeah. So it's never a place that I want to end up. But I guess if um, if I had to end up on that, I was crazy. That is the best case scenario because, well, I have the power to change my perspective. My friends don't suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a place I can I can grow from. You mm-hmm. know, it's yeah. it's the the inability to distinguish what is what that really makes every other step after that really difficult, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. maybe you are reacting cre- correctly, but you're not reacting to the right situation correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your anger is justified, but if it's not directed at the right situation, then you can take it out on people who don't deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I actually feel like I want to reframe that, Zane. Please. That like, it's not that you're like incapable of doing that. It's just... Sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. No, no, no. This is really important. I'm going to say it one more time. Oh, I now I forgot my thought, man. I am the fucking worst. <laughs> no, I was already kind of forgetting it. I keep having these really great thoughts, you guys, and then my brain. Woo! Welcome to ADHD. I have ADHD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have. So Self-disclosure. I'm, I have uh, great ideas, and then I have th- seven other great ideas, and then I forget <laughs> what they were. Can you just repeat the last sentence of what you said, Zane, real quick? It'll jog my memory. <laughs> I don't remember it either because I also have ADHD. Damn it. I really had a good no, one No, you're there. fine. You're okay. Fine. No, but I think that, I don't know, keep talking and I'll No, you're, you're all good. You're all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I guess just in reference to, to reality testing, it's it's being able to to disprove negative thoughts. And I think that that really just goes a long ways. I remembered it. Get it. Well, you said I may, maybe I'm just crazy and maybe that's better. And what I was going to say is maybe you're not crazy, Zane. Maybe the way your brain works causes you to sometimes misinterpret things. And yeah. as a result... Things are harder for you sometimes, but I don't think because I think crazy is negative. So it I is, wanted it to is, reframe it for you. I, and I appreciate that. And I it's not a negative that. thing. Like you have experiences and maybe chemicals and whatever in your brain that yeah. makes things that difficult for you in the combination of the things you've been through. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's just something that you know about yourself that sometimes presents challenges, but it also makes you creative and awesome and yeah. all the other things that you are. Too. And I think that that's, that's something that I've really had to help reframe also, which is something that we talked about last episode that I've really just, it's, this is helping me. So yeah. I appreciate it before. It was kind of just like, I have problems. So do you Zane, cool. Can you Zane, Can you tell me more about that? How does that make you feel? <laughs> How does that make you feel? Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, like I guess like in reference to like reframing is is being able to to see things as as not the things I initially saw them as. Yeah, yeah. Or that like that like there there's space for the things that you don't like about yourself in the same space of the good things about yourself. Yeah. Like one doesn't have to be like, this is the bad part of myself and this is the good part of myself. That's what it was. Now I remember. Cool. Yeah, I space too. Oh, good. So uh, well, yeah, I was like, just keep talking and I'll get there. Um, <laughs> but um, I would say that it's it's the almost like superpowers. And I do yeah, want to do an episode on this. talked about this, yeah. Yeah, I do want to do an episode on this just because it's like my brain is constantly making connections. Yep. Which could be good or good could be bad. Yeah. It's, and it's especially connecting things that aren't connected. So in times of uh, anxiety, super fucking not helpful. Yeah. But in times of comedy, the two most unalike things that you draw similarity to creates a comedic effect. An amazing pun. Yes. If you will. Most often, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's being able to to reframe that and, and not only see it as a negative because yes. I feel like it's very easy to say, I'm anxious, I overthink things, therefore I'm bad. Instead of going, I'm anxious, I think a lot about things and sometimes an extra amount of attention could be the thing that helps it go right. 
Yes, or or a lack of uh, like for me with AD, I can strong. I agree with you, and I think that's a great way to think about it. And I think I feel similarly with ADHD. Like, uh, I learned that like people with ADHD, yeah, we do often need other people to keep us on track. We mm -hmm. are really bad at our brain doesn't naturally prioritize things always, you know, like yeah. depending on how it presents for us. But we are often very creative. Mm -hmm. We can think outside of the box. We can make connections between things that other people wouldn't make connections between. So yeah, like I go on a tangent and I say something really cool and then I'm like, I don't know why I said that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't take away from the cool thing that yeah. you said. It just harder to connect yeah. why you got there. Yeah, and so, and that's something that I'm learning to be more also, like how you're talking about, like I learning to disclose to people even in a situation where I feel like I should be a professional sometimes it's valuable for me to just let people know hey I struggle with ADHD so sometimes I forget little things yeah it's not because I don't care about you it's not because I'm not paying attention it's just because my brain has a t hard time organizing things sometimes you know yeah and in that way I can ideally minimize harming somebody else that might take it as I wasn't listening yeah as or, that you weren't listening or that I'm not paying attention or no I yeah. and I think like even just reframing it in the sense of like I had so many good ideas that I wanted to share with you that like I I my thought process wandered away for just a second it's mm -hmm. it's it's exp expressing that like sometimes those disconnects aren't coming from the place that we think the disconnect is coming from yeah totally it's, it's not coming from a place of not listening it's listening so intently and wanting to offer support and help that's yeah, you kind of get sidetracked. Yeah, but I like that idea of like thinking about how the things that make our lives more challenging often also make us more dynamic and interesting yes, and creative. Definitely. And that like that whole idea of like you can't have the good without the bad, it's really, yeah. really like exemplifies that. Yeah, yeah. So I think through with reframing and with um, the other thing, the, the reality checking, I think between those two things, I think that I can have a lot more progress because it's going to allow me to take the things that I already have and be able to look at them in a better light. And it's going to take the things that I uh, believe that I want to have and believe that I can't have them. Yeah. Yeah. So, totally. yeah, yeah, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, you were probably fixed. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you can thank Zoe. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> combination of our amazing thoughts together that absolutely absolutely hopefully just make you feel seen really that's more what we're looking for i think but yeah, yeah. it's not about I, yeah i feel I, that's funny though because i do feel like i get nervous but i'm not here to fix you i'm here to support you in like discovering yourself or yeah i'm here to learn about you i'm really trying to position myself as like i have i have some skills to offer yeah but i you are the expert of your own life i want to learn about you and what works exactly. for you i'm not exactly. going to tell you what i think you should do before i know you and well, and that's that kind of goes back to like what my boss was saying about like you can't save anybody. And I think it just very similarly goes with like fixing is like the the purpose of this show was never to fix anybody. It was no. never to give advice. It was only to have conversations that we oftentimes thought that we were only having with ourselves or mm -hmm. maybe our small group of friends. Mm -hmm. So um, being able to see that those are consistent patterns with not only ourselves, but in other people, mm -hmm. I think is is what does allow uh, this show to be as fucking cool as it is. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I have a joke right now that I'm working on where I say like, you know, becoming a therapist and like, you know, then people are like, you must be fixed. You must be perfectly healed. And I'm like, no, it's just like I'm more aware of how messed up I am. It's more like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like saying that, you know, because you're a firefighter, your house is never caught on fire. Yeah. It's just like, well, just because I know how to put it out doesn't mean that I'm not susceptible to the problem of houses combusting. Yeah, yeah, totally. And just sitting with that, like, that's OK. Like, I, you're not supposed to be perfect at the things that you're passionate about God, or no. the things that you can potentially help other people at. Yeah. 
Well, and you were talking about self-disclosure and just, I I just kind of wanted to track real close, uh, real track back to that is that I think that the importance of self-disclosure, especially in professional environments, the reason why we have a difficulty being public speakers is because we're like, what if they perceive me as imperfect? Mm -hmm. But the thing that makes them connect with us is seeing us as imperfect and then seeing themselves in that. Yes. So yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck yeah. We killed it. We were the best. We're the best. All (laughs) right. Well, no more guests. It's just me and Zoe. Uh, Welcome to the new smoke break season four. Uh, I'm just kidding. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, It's been a blast talking with you. Yeah, this was fun. I think let us know if you guys like this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) If if this is something that you guys enjoyed, go ahead and drop some things in the chat. Go ahead and uh, shoot us some messages. I always love seeing um, the people reaching out excited about the show, telling us how much they enjoy it. So make sure you do that. You can follow us at the smoke or the smoke break pod on Instagram at it's Zane Thomas and Zoe Schwartz. Oh. On Zo Flow is my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Add her rap I'm Instagram. A, my name. <laughs> I'm Zoe. <laughs> this has been the Smoke Break. Oh, I have been Zane Thomas. This has been Zoe Schwartz, and thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. I am. I'm Zoe Schwartz. Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs>